Randy's cabin. A deck, wharf tower, elevator level three. It was, it was, it was, it was like the, the get it together, get it together. It, it was like the booming voice of a gypsy witch. A hundred million whispers united to condemn, to, to, to curse me, rob me of my sanity. What the f- What? Get it, get it, get it. Stop, 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 stop. What do I- Think, think. Okay, what was it? Was it scientific and known? Ghost spirits to, to, to demonic manifestation. They, 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 they say that, that, that magic and mysticism is simply what cannot be explained by science. That, that, that's it. That, it that, 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 that. Just as science once was. So, so, so what? What, what, what? what was it? What? Was, I mean, was it, was it my, my, my grandfather's madness roaring through the wake of dead stardust? Was it... Was it supernatural? What? What is happening? What? what the hell is happening? I, I, I was back in my cabin, splashing cold water repeatedly over my face, over and over, searching, searching my eyes in the mirror, reliving everything that had just occurred during the tour. I, I closed. My eyes, I gripped the counter, I, I, I grit my teeth, imagining the hum of a movie projector, trying to calm myself, trying to, to, to be, to be calm. Okay, one, two, three, calm down, calm down. The, the audience would be seen lightning-fast, strobe-like flashback images of the tour guide's eyes turned into empty holes, sockets without life, without two pale rods sticking out like the antenna of some hellish half-man, half-insect creation. (laughs) Cronenberg would be proud. But I, I couldn't push the images away. I tried, I tried. All I saw when I squeezed my eyes shut were, th- were images of, of blood and terror. Images of sorrow and pain. I didn't, I didn't believe in this shit. I didn't believe in this shit. I didn't believe in this. My God, what the hell was I thinking coming here? What the hell was I thinking coming here? What? It was my. It was my inner voice asking, demanding, what the hell? Was I thinking coming here? I didn't believe, but I was starting to. God help me. I was starting to believe.
I toweled off my face, once again finding my gaze in the mirror's reflection. My eyes held steady this time with a growing look of determination. Shirtless, I stalked back into the cabin. The alarm clock read 2.23 a.m. A look of determination made my body go rigid. I reached down to my suitcase, moving aside the clothes I had worn in New York and pulled on a t-shirt and a long sleeve shirt over that. Grabbing my camera, I left the room. There were no such thing as ghosts or phantom specters. Those stories belonged on celluloid and in literature alongside vampires, werewolves, and demons. They belonged in the same fiction as ghost-faced killers and babysitter stalkers, hockey mask-wearing mutants, and dream-killing burn victims. In Fright Nights and Plan Nines from Outer Space, they belonged with the trash. My grandfather was psychotic, crazy. He was mad. It was a sickness that had plagued his mind with irrational fears of boogeymen in the dark. Not reality. It was sickness. No. No, there were no such things as ghosts. And I am going to prove it. Whispers in the Cries Written and performed by Matthew Ewald Produced by Star Chaser Productions The Decks Minutes later, I was walking the decks, eyes flickering left and right. I took long strides seeing past the empty night to capture the panoramic poster-sized images of Winston Churchill along with other men and women from generations past, making their presence known as I moved the length of the ship. Their sapia-colored eyes faded from the decades followed me as I made my way to the promenade deck and into the dim light of dawn. I was not chasing after things that went bump in the night. No. No, I was chasing answers. A reason for all of this. Maybe my grandfather's therapist had been right. Maybe I was afflicted by the need for understanding. Maybe I was being driven by this quest to understand my grandfather's death. And now... Being on this ship, walking the decks at such an ungodly hour, how maybe I did need some therapy of my own. Maybe this was the moment when I should have turned around, packed up my things and left, without ever looking back. Maybe this was the moment I should have stopped caring again. But instead, I continued forward. Alone and awake, 3 a.m. drawing near the flicker of that false dawn on the horizon, like the glint in eyes seen in old photographs with the faint sound of music from the 1920s playing overhead, and footsteps. I could have sworn that I heard footsteps coming up behind me. 
I quickened my pace, looking left and right. I had my camera primed and ready in my hands. I... I found something. More likely something had found me. Some entity that made me know, believe, find truth that I wasn't alone. Corny, dramatic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. But the truth for me was in that moment, even if I wasn't that guy, I wasn't like the character Fox Mulder on television with that poster above his damn file cabinet. I didn't believe. But there I was. Walking down the deck with nothing but music from almost a century before whispering from the speakers. I decided on a plan of action. I take two photographs of every image captured. One without a flash, the next with. I would expose the other side and the light sources that help to give the other side life. Tricks of the eyes, shadow play. I'll prove it. No flash to deepen the shadows and then a flash to expose the dead as the fraud that they are. No more fucking games. After taking a few more steps, I smelled cigar smoke. It meant nothing to me. Nothing at all. The portholes could have been opened. Might be some guy up late counting his poker winnings. I don't know. More footsteps. In my own mind, I heard myself thinking, I'd tell this to someone and they'd say, No way. My only response would be, I kid you not. I heard the footsteps of a soul who wasn't there. And these footsteps were coming up faster behind me now. I spun around wildly, slightly startled because I fully expected someone to be there. I honestly, wholeheartedly did. Someone grabbing for my wallet. I, I, I didn't need to be in the Big Apple for a mugging. The, uh... The presence felt was that close. And the camera shutter clicked, but there wasn't anybody there. There was no one. I had taken two photos, as I had learned from my library research. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was one of the good things about having gone back home. But there was nothing. So I turned back around and continued forward. And there they were again, the sound of footfalls, this time faster. A quick turn, two more photographs. Still, no one there. I looked at the last shot taken and I visibly... I visibly jumped. Almost out of my skin. But since no one else was around, I wasn't going to be explaining it off to anybody. What I had caught on film was one of the most... It, it was one of the most exhilarating and incredible things I had ever seen with my own eyes. This wasn't a photo from an old book or an image caught out of the corner of my eye in the moments between night and day. This, this was, this was something else. This was something else. But I, I didn't believe, I didn't believe, I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe, I, 
I, I, my hair stood on end as I stood there taking a dozen more photographs, never once catching the same image again. And I tried. I tried so fucking hard, but I couldn't capture it again. But the, the, the feeling I had, the overwhelming dread, that, that was gone. I had calmed myself down quickly, but I knew, I knew what I had seen. And there was the problem, there was my, my mantra, I didn't believe in such things. And yet I knew there was someone there with me. I knew that something was there with me. In that one single photo, there was a shadowed form. I decided almost immediately to call him Old Salt. From the navy blue peacoat to the white beard with a cigar clenched behind hidden teeth, the shadowed forms of legs walking toward me, but... But those blurs stopped before reaching the deck. The bearded man had no feet, no lower legs. And the bearded man, this old salt, looked pissed as all hell. I was strong and unafraid. I prided myself on those two traits. But no one, not one single person, would fault me for jumping back four feet upon the site that was behind that viewfinder. No one. Nor would they fault me for my heart almost beating outside of my chest, or for the nerves that shook my body in what I would later tell myself was adrenaline over fear. I dare you. I dare you to fault me. Not any living soul who experienced what I had would ever fault me for how quickly I made it off the promenade deck and back into my cabin, just as no one would fault me for deadbolting the lock. You know, for what good it would do me. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was, it was as clear as day in that photograph. The bearded specter looked pissed as all hell. Yeah. Pissed. At me. October 29th, much too early. I never slept at all that night and it showed. My face was unshaven and my hair no longer carried the suave and slick quaff that held it so perfectly. Whether I was typing at my desk or fighting in the ring, and my eyes, my eyes were wild. I had been up since walking the decks, just sitting in my room and examining that photograph, trying to disprove what it had shown, trying to understand reason behind it. It, it was like a, a trick of the lighting, maybe a, a simple thing like the flash catching the shadow of someone outside walking the catwalk, but, but no, no, that wasn't it. 
The catwalk was further down, nowhere near where the photo was taken. A, a potted plant's leaf for the mouth, a steel rivet as an eye. It wasn't what I saw. It wasn't. It wasn't. I left my room for the lobby and swiftly confronted a clerk. What the hell is this? I said. No, no. <laughs> I demanded. Well, hello, sir. Enjoying your stay? Trying to be polite, his paycheck depended on it. Yeah, this ship is quaint. I had low menace to my voice. But what the hell is this? Um, y yeah, it appears to be a camera, sir. <laughs> yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I paused. This, right here, what the hell is this? Pointing at the image, zoomed in and unmistakable. <clears throat> yes, of course. Um, it appears to be a photo of a... Per the clerk's eyes widened as they focused on the image. Oh my god. You see it too, right? My voice then carried relief. Exactly what I thought. So, um... Am I going crazy? <laughs> clerk finally took his eyes from what the camera depicted. Sir? Crazy, I continued. <laughs> come, come on, man. You know. You know to, to actually admit that the ship is fucking haunted. That's what this photo shows. It, it, it is exactly what this photo shows. Only a bug shit insane crazy person would admit that he saw a ghost last night. At this, a few guests turned at the outburst. But I wasn't finished yet. And for good measure, a crazy person who got photographic proof. I mean, that's fucking crazy. I mean, if, if, if it worked for my grandfather, why not work for me, right? Right? The clerk had no idea how to reply. He was on... on autopilot. Well, I mean, we... Oh, sorry. The Queen Mary, of course, has a wide variety of attractions. Dead people are attractions? I mean, you are in Los Angeles, basically. A lot of, um, a lot of famous dead people to, to visit. Graves and monuments, things, things of that nature. I was losing my calm and composure. At least what I thought was calm and composed. But it couldn't be helped. My life had taken a sharp turn toward a destination that I never could have imagined. There was a signpost up ahead. The clerk stared at the photograph again until I snatched the camera back. Look, look, just, just tell me where I can find cabin A-137. After a long moment, the clerk still trying to process what his eyes had seen and his imagination was now giving life to, 
slid a folded map of the Queen Mary off a pile of brochures toward me. He popped the cap off of his red pen with his teeth, made a cross, and told me that X marks the spot. And when he said that, his voice was just a little too cheery. His smile forced a harsh contrast to the bewilderment and awe that seemed to linger in his eyes. That image had an effect. And I decided then and there that I didn't like the guy, just as I had also decided that, from that moment on, it was no longer a search for the answers to my grandfather's death. Rather, it was a hunt for them. I decided in that one moment to start taking this ship more seriously. I thank the clerk in as dry a voice as possible. <clears throat> Do you have friends staying in that room, sir? The clerk remained courteous. I had already turned to walk away. Then my eyes narrowed. My grandfather's card key burned a hole in my pocket. No, I have history in that room. 